Welcome to the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast, where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. Already? Oh, wait, what? Awesome. Oh. Cool. Whoa. Okay. No. Hey, everybody. Whoa. Welcome hey. to, uh, this is the podcast number 11 on season two. Y- y'all listen, I, I just got to tell you what's happening. Griffin is is a little shocked right now because- hey. All day long, and for the last week, I've been like, guys, we we have there's some uh, there's a surprise person that I, I'm going to get to pick their brain on the like volunteer excellence and ministry ownership, and Whoa. so all day, all day, the team's been like, who who's coming? They've been trying to guess. They thought it was Taylor Swift for a minute, and then they thought it was my wife Tay, and then they had no idea who it was going to be. And um, but it's, I've been I've been scheming me. for a little while. Yeah, Griffin, I've been oh. scheming for a little bit. Uh, no. With Lindley, because um, what I want to do, um, I I have been very impressed. All right, over the last year of watching you serve in ministry, and if y'all don't know this, Griffin is um, man, it, Griffin the camera guy on Instagram. I think if you want to go and check him out, but he is a uh, he serves here at our church. He's a volunteer here. He also serves with the tech team. He runs a camera. He really has a done anything that's asked of him over the last year and and willing to pick up things and learn things and spend late nights learning how to edit videos. And this podcast has been part of his learning experience. A lot of the videos that you see, a lot of the clips, uh, behind the scenes stuff, he's been uh, a part of that. And he's he's been an essential part to make that happen. So today what I want to do, because I have been, um, I've been honored for you to be a part of our team um, and I know you're leaving in July, going to UGA. Um, you're yeah, from Gainesville. I am. And you're a middle child. And so tell us a little bit about how you got to Tifton really quickly, how you got to Tifton. Um, we're going to get into the volunteer stuff, but tell us a little bit about you, your family, and just just background fast, and then fast forward us to here in Tifton. Well, all right. Well, I'm honored to be on the team, TJ. appreciate this. Yeah. This is a big surprise for me. But... um. We, I grew up in the church with my dad. He was my Sunday school teacher for fourth and fifth grade. Oh, that's cool. And my mom was our pre-K teacher. So we grew up in the church. And then I've been, yeah, I've been in the church since then. And then we kind of fell out of it because I moved schools and everything. So that was kind of, yeah, moving high schools was rough for that. And then coming to Tifton was a big one. It was a God moment, really, because I'd never heard of ABEC. Or okay. Tifton, Georgia, in my life. Most people, Abraham Baldwin Agricultural yeah. College doesn't really rank up there on like the places that people think of when they think yeah. about going off to no. a college. Yeah, that was. Though they should, because it's an amazing. Oh no, it's an amazing university, yeah, amazing I would, school. I would stay here if they had my major, but they don't. But I got a letter in the mail that says I'm eligible for a scholarship for ABAC. Never applied, never nothing, and I'm like, huh? Because I had no idea where I was going, what I was doing with my life. Gotcha. So I'm like, hey, mom, you know this place? And somehow my grandpa's neighbor from Eastman, Georgia, went there. Really? Back in the day, yeah. So he went there, and he, mom was like, oh, yeah, Farmer Larry goes there. You were on his tractor back in the day. <laughs> so old, so I knew old Farmer Larry, so he's the reason I came to, a, uh, to ABAC. So, okay, so you get to ABAC, and mm-hmm. you're, we can explore your faith journey with Jesus if you want to a little bit. How did you get connected? Like who, how the introduction to 
First Baptist, and 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 in that the mm-hmm. introduction to ministry, because I, I know that you recognize that and you see that now, like you running a camera, you and and this is what I hope anybody w- you know listening that loves tech and is involved in tech, whether it be podcasts or running lyrics on a Sunday or running lights or programming light shows for ministries, whatever it may be, all of those things are ministry Mm -hmm. and all of those things are worship. So what, what, tell me what your introduction was to our church and then kind of that segue into worship in ministry through your gifting. Well, it has to back up to 12th grade, my sister's in college, she goes to UGA, and she's part of the Wesley program up there. Okay. And that really showed me, her and her friends, how important it was to be plugged in to a church or a college ministry, because I met some of her friends, and they were like some of the friends I wish I had. Gotcha. So I'm like, okay. So for you, it was, it was you saw community, mm-hmm. the community that you could get from being a part of a Christian organization mm-hmm. that really helped facilitate and foster yeah. more of your faith walk and and, and enhanced your journey. Mm-hmm. So you were looking, you weren't necessarily looking for somewhere to serve. Mm-mm. You were looking for relationships. I was looking for friends because gotcha. I went to a little private school and no one was there. Okay. So I was looking for like-minded friends and I'm like, and I saw through my sister that ministry or college ministry is the way to go to find those friends. So I hear about ABEC because somehow Another person from Gainesville came down here. My neighbor from back home didn't know her until I got down here. She was like, hey, there's this place called Red Door. You should come. So we both come together first time. We drive up to Red Door. Okay, so for those those that are listening that they have no idea what Red Door is, give us a snapshot from a college kid's perspective of what the Red Door is. Red Door is... When do they meet? What do they do? Tuesday nights... Seven o'clock, free dinner. They feed us really good. They have home cooked meals, and then we worship in the Word after that. Cool. And that's where we all meet. And it's just a big fellowship time because we eat and we talk and then we worship together. It's it's a real good time. So so in Red Door is through Red Door is where you started being introduced to the ministry team here. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity to volunteer. Now, did that start with a trip, a mission trip to Jamaica, or was that afterwards? That was before. That was before. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, I walked in. This is the third night of Red Door, and uh, there was a there was a uh, slide on the screen that says "Interested in media? Contact R. Pearson at fbctifton.org. Okay, I'm like, who is that guy? So I find this man in charge named Matt who we saw him on stage before. I'm like, Hey, do you know who this R Pearson is? And he introduced me to Robbie and I, turns out Robbie, he won't live the robster, man. (laughs) Yeah. He was also from Gainesville. Yeah. That was, so I met him and he's like, Oh, you want to serve? So I'm like, yeah. So he just gave me a camera said, have fun. Awesome. And I had no idea what I was doing. So you had no idea. So no, what, has been sir so let me fast forward for everybody and catch up really what almost two years I guess yeah yeah so two years of serving in a church you I know that you began to get to know a camera you mm-hmm. started YouTubing stuff all on your own uh, even video editing you you were kind of all into it like late night yeah. pulling late nights watching junk online figuring out how to edit stuff and do stuff and I know the team here yeah. have, has also been a great resource to mm-hmm. pour into you and to show you things and to educate you. 
So let me ask this, knowing all of that, and now you're at a place to where, I mean, you're you're even your Instagram, right? You're Griffin the camera guy. Yeah, you know? and, that's what I'm known as. And so so you, you're starting to understand editing and live mm-hmm. streams and even editing clips for this mm-hmm. podcast or whatever it may be. Has serving in the church been what you expected it to be? Or did you not really know what to expect going in? What's it? What's the experience been like for you? It's been a great one, to say the least. Okay, yeah. so so what what would you say is has been the thing to where you look back on your time here? And and obviously we're all heartbroken, right? Like we we wish um, th- these guys are called the kids. You hadn't got you haven't had the opportunity to see Keyshawn, but you've heard about Keyshawn yeah. and making the hard choice, right? Which by the way, he passed his class. Yeah, he did. He made Congrats. the hard choice. He uh he he passed his class, passed his exam, and he made the hard choice. He stopped hanging out with people and just kicking it, and he started really studying. I'm yeah. really proud of him. But uh, these guys are called the kids around the office because they're here all the time. They want to be here. Um, they want to serve and they want to grow not just in their skills but also in their faith. So what what is it about the church and? and and about Jesus that makes you, because I, I named this volunteer excellence in ministry ownership, because I feel like when it comes to volunteering, you're an excellent volunteer, and you've taken ownership of the area of ministry mm-hmm. that you've been given. So what is it about, what is it about the church and about Jesus that makes you want to do that? Well, for the churches, they kept me accountable and made me a and made me better myself. Yeah. See, I'm a lazy person at heart. Okay. So being <laughs> okay. in the church, they like they are always, hey, keep, hey, you got to keep doing this. And then yeah. And then the Jesus is just his love for me has made me want to pour out to other people. Yeah. Cause like, because how bro I was senior year compared compared to where I am now, I wouldn't like that guy. That guy was a jerk. So, so you're telling me that your volunteering, your excellence, your drive for faithfulness is a response to the love that you've seen Jesus demonstrate in your life. Absolutely. That's incredible, man. I wouldn't do it if, if I didn't have that because I, I didn't yeah. really in high school. I, was, I, fell, I fell, and then coming to college, I kicked. I worked on my relationship, and that's where I... That's where I found it. And then through that, I, I just wanted to pour my love. <laughs> That's awesome. So the way yeah. that you've seen Jesus love you and mm-hmm. the gift that he gave to you on the cross has prompted you to spend your life pouring yeah. that love out to other people. Absolutely. And the way that you feel most connected to Jesus and connected to loving people is through multimedia mm-hmm. is is what, yeah. what I've gathered, right? Um, so tell me a little bit about your volunteer drive. And what I mean by that is, your willingness to to research, right, mm-hmm. to to pull long hours, because, um, I mean, I know I've heard people around here have to say, like, Griffin, get some sleep, or Griffin, like, don't work on this, work on your, your schoolwork or whatever it is. The, the, help me understand that drive of saying, what about this place? What about the team that's around you has enabled you to think, I don't want to be lazy. Mm-hmm. I want to be driven. I want to be excellent. I want to be sharp. Well, I didn't know cameras at all until I got here. Yeah. And I don't know what the, it must I don't know what that was, but something just clicked. And that I'm like, I'm kinda good at this, but I can do better. And then having y'all around me, y'all y'all just encouraged me. Like you you knew I was good. And you're like, Hey, 
but we can do better though. Because the first video I did was a retirement video, and we thought that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I rewatched that the other day, and I was like, "Oh no, oh wow, it was yeah. rough." But it was just yeah. the the constant love and encouragement around me just kept pushing me to be better. That's awesome. That's awesome. I heard something the other day, and and I really. I really hear someone said this in leadership. They said shoulder tapping goes a lot further than cattle calling. Just just tapping someone on the shoulder, coming close to yeah. them, encouraging them, celebrating, being close enough where you pat them on the back and say, hey, you're doing a great job. Here's some areas I can see you can improve, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Being in close relationship and encouraging someone rather than just from the platform, your leadership platform, or from literally the pulpit platform mm-hmm. saying, do this, 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 and this to yeah. get better. It, and And so what you're saying is, You've been able to be in an environment where you felt loved, you felt celebrated. Yeah. But what I heard you say first is that you felt held accountable mm-hmm. and called to step up and mm-hmm. be who you really could be. And so those two things are mingled. And mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting to think about as we think about and those that are listening that are leading teams and leading families, leading businesses, that it's not just about, you know, making sure that you lay down the law and, and make sure someone knows their responsibility and expectations, but it's it's accountability and mm-hmm. love, accountability and love mingled together that yeah. produces excellent volunteers or excellent employees mm-hmm. or excellent children or whatever it may be. Yeah. And that's awesome. So what, let me ask this question because from an, from a volunteer perspective and someone who work, works here a, a little here and there, mm-hmm. um, what has been difficult about serving in a church or is there anything behind the scenes um, I know there's criticism. You're on the tech team, right? So you yeah. guys are always the ones that are like, oh, that that music was too loud or that video was too happening or yeah. the, the it's a daggum light show in here. I feel like I'm at a Kiss concert. I'm like, mm-hmm. number one, all of the people who criticized y'all were absolutely jamming to Metallica like 25 years ago. In exactly. Environments that were way too loud that probably damaged their ears. So anyways, I, I digress. You, um, you're on the tech team. Mm-hmm. You've been in those scenarios. I know it for a fact mm-hmm. because if you serve any length of time, you hear critics, you hear naysayers, you yeah. hear the haters. What, what's been difficult or has that been difficult? Has that affected you at all? Um, or you can answer any of those questions or all of those questions. It's affected me a little, but not as bad as I thought it would. Okay. Having the people come up to you on a Sunday be like, hey, I need you to put that camera down and go away. You're yeah. Like, you're, it bothers you the first time, but then the people that you work with, they're like, hey, don't listen to them. You're, it's, it's your form of worship. Yeah. And that's what no one understands. And I want to clarify for those listening so you can get a, maybe you're not a part of our faith gathering and you're not here at First Baptist Tipton, or but maybe you'll encounter this in another church. And here's an encouragement. I'm glad you brought that up, the specific point mm-hmm. you made. I didn't know you were going to, but I'm glad you did because we have photographers on Sunday morning mm-hmm. and videographers that roam around the room and around the campus. And um, we do that so that our church can see mm-hmm. a, a running picture of what the life of our church and the culture of our church looks like, but also to remind people outside of our walls, like, hey, we're yeah. real people with real heartbeats here, and we engage in real worship, and, yeah. and we would love for you to be here. And so, and we really believe that empowering a photographer and a videographer, a sound guy, a light switcher, and all these things on Sunday morning is allowing someone to worship in a mm-hmm. way that someone else 
picks up a guitar or can write a song or can parent a child or teach a class or run a bank, whatever your occupation is, Mm -hmm. we really believe here at First Baptist that whatever you're called to, that is worship, right? Whatever you're doing, that is worship. So I love to hear you say like, yeah, there are people who, one, they don't understand it, mm-hmm. right? They don't understand your worship yeah. because you you literally feel like you're honoring God. Oh, yes. When you're, when you're running a camera, that's your worship time. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's important for people to understand. And if you're a churchgoer and you see something in your church that you're not comfortable with or you're just ignorant about, to recognize that you may be infringing on someone else's worship when you criticize it or cut it down or you just don't understand it. Yeah. So rather than, rather than maybe demanding, mm-hmm. put that camera down or get out of the yeah. way, would it have been more helpful if someone would have said, hey, why are you doing that? Yeah. You would rather wise, even if it's a yes. critic, you would rather them come with a why than a I'd, demand or an accusation? 100%. I'd rather get a why than a, hey, put it down, because maybe it helped them understand that maybe they're not serving, and that way if they ask me why, maybe they can figure out a way they can serve and worship that feels differently, that, that awesome. would actually touch their heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Um, let me ask this question because when I thought about, and I've been thinking about it, I guess I sent Lindley the email two weeks ago or whatever. And um, Thanks. So, so Appreciate that we, one. We've just been sitting up. on this, right? And, and I've been chewing on it. I wanted to ask you, what do you feel like from a leadership perspective? Uh, you work most closely with um, Chris Greco mm-hmm. and Ryan mm-hmm. Adams. What, uh, not the singer, you, what... What did they get right? What did we get right? Because we've kept you. Mm-hmm. And and that's like volunteer retention in an organization and in a church. You've seen it being yeah. a part. People come and go. Uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a Ferris yeah. wheel, merry-go-round, what do you want to call it? It's something that spins that people get off of, okay? And yeah. so what has been the thing? Like what what are some things maybe that we got right that if there's a pastor or an employer or someone listening it might be helpful or beneficial to them in their ministry? Oh, the biggest one is they let me mess up, but it was my idea. Like, they let me have free reign over things. They're like, hey, can I try this? Like, yeah. And if I get it wrong, it's not a scolding or anything. Let's try that next time, but do it better. Oh, I got you. Okay. That's- so, God, I love that, Griffin. So what you're saying is the thing that one of the things that we've got right was allowing you to fail forward, mm-hmm. like to make mistakes. And so you're not afraid to make a mistake. No, you're not afraid to experiment. You're not afraid to try new things mm-hmm. because there's a security. There's not an insecurity in your position here. There's a security knowing yeah. that, man, if I mess up, we'll go back to the drawing board and we'll do better next time. Yeah. I got professionals to help me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you feel like that openness to let you experiment with your gifting and your calling and your craft and grow in that, that is one of the key things that kept you here? Oh, for sure. Because if not, I'd probably get bored. Yeah. Yeah. So bored or do you think maybe disheartened? Like yeah. you think if... It, it Lack of trust is what it would feel like. Got you. Like they didn't trust me enough to let me do it. That's really cool. That's really cool. So how has it, let me ask this question, you serving in a church, you sing mm-hmm. behind the scenes, how do you feel like, I mean, you've been in college this whole time, you're a college student, and most college students... I try to be. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we hope you are. You got into UGA and you're leaving us in July, so apparently you're a decent college student, right? <sighs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I'm so excited that he's leaving and totally heartbreaking, <laughs> broken at the same time. So here's my question. 
And this has to do with both your gifting and the grace of Jesus on mm-hmm. your life through the call of salvation. You've, you, you've been in college this whole time. Mm-hmm. You've been surrounded by a culture that is continually pressing against your values and your mm-hmm. convictions as a believer and continually inviting you to other spaces that would compromise who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. How have you, how have you seen plugging in and volunteering at a church shape your community, shape your culture of friends? How have you seen being connected here? Or maybe maybe you haven't. So here's the question. Have you seen being connected here, being a volunteer here, being a part of a faith, a local faith family, have you seen that have an effect on your peer group and the choices that you've made in the context of college community? Absolutely. Because one, my close, close friends, they're all Christ-centered, and we have talks late at night, like 2 a.m. when y'all are all asleep, about how we... All f- of them, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, all the old people in here. Yeah. Minus you. <laughs> we have talks like 2 a.m. talking about our feelings and stuff, and like trying to like work through that together, Yeah, trying to be Christ-centered. But then it's also helped me reach out of my friend group and try to touch other people that aren't really like me, like Christ-centered. Like in my film class, I try to reach out to those people. Yeah. Who are not like me at all. Right. But we still show them love. Yeah. And they and they respond. Yeah, we say this and I've seen this in you, and this is a really good point to make, especially in the in in the media world that mm-hmm. you that you're living in right now on college campus. Um, I say this all the time from the platform, but we wanna we wanna love people who don't think like us, mm-hmm. vote like us, look like us, love like us, the whole spectrum, yeah. right? Like and there is a way, uh, and I think it's really important for your generation because I think you demonstrate that there is a way for me to completely disagree with your lifestyle, completely disagree with your set of values and still love you as a person and be friends with you. Absolutely. Yes. Right. And so that's something that I feel like you you have you have the ability to normalize mm-hmm. and advance in a way that I can't. Because when I say that, I say that as an old guy, right? Like, oh, you're just another one of our professors. You're yeah. our preacher saying that. You, but you living that and preaching that can have a profound impact as you go even now from A back to UGA mm-hmm. as a missionary on the UGA campus, right? Like you get to be someone that that you can completely disagree with other people's values and their mm-hmm. lifestyles and still, and and not affirm their lifestyle, mm-hmm. but affirm their personhood in Christ, yeah. who, who God created them to be and, and love them as a person. So and I've seen that in you and I've appreciated that. Thank you. I've appreciated that. Uh, I want you to know, uh, Griffin, we are, we have been incredibly blessed by your presence. Um, your your hard work, your determination, your love for other people, the the excellence in your volunteering and your your ownership of your area. I, I feel like, um, and, and I could say the same thing about Keyshawn and several of our volunteers, but you you have stood out to me over the last year to two years, um, really as the poster child for what it looks like. Like, what do you what do you want in a volunteer? What do you want in someone who, when you think about church leadership and you think about church grow, growth, you know, in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm like, I, I want a Griffin. I want a Keyshawn. You know, I, I, want, I want guys who, and, and ladies out there, who, um, who are willing to fail, are willing mm-hmm. to grow, are willing to learn, are willing to be corrected, and ultimately are released to dream. Mm-hmm. And and to throw themselves into their craft and to and you know to create new opportunities for themselves and I've seen that in you and 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 I, I wanted to say this just just I I've loved like keep keep I love surprises right and so I, I loved keeping it this last couple of weeks but 
I've really wanted the opportunity, one, to for people to hear and see what it's like to be a volunteer, what it's like to to step up in that volunteering, that ownership in, in church life. And, and and even if it's not church life, maybe you're in, in Tifton, we have a pregnancy care center, we have a, um, a battered women's shelter. We have multiple avenues where people can um, partner with parachurch Christian organizations and parachurch nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations uh, for good causes. And and. I just wanted to hear, and one, how you do that, but also to celebrate what I've seen in you and the the positive and profound impact you've had on myself as a senior pastor here, um, as lead pastor here, but also the rest of the staff as a whole. And uh, we're just really blessed that that God allowed you to be family for a while with us. Thank you. I've blessed that I am family. Awesome, awesome. All right, before we go, give me three books that you would recommend for someone to read in the next year. Whoa. Three books. Three books? Yep. Have you read three books in the last... No, No, he hasn't read three books in the last year because he's been editing videos this whole time. I got three YouTube videos that are fantastic. (laughs) You want to know those? (laughs) All right. Give me... Give me... All right. Give me your your favorite three books then that you've read in your life. That I've read in my life? Please tell me you've read a book. Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, I got those. That's the classics. Okay. Uh, Huck Finn was fantastic. Great Great Gatsby. Also, fantastic, great book, and then The Hobbit. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, okay, one of those is good. So I'm just kidding. Those are all. I, I those read, are all great. Big Hook Film was great. It was one of the first that I remember grabbing a hold of. The Great Gatsby is one of the saddest. Um, it's very sad, uh, but I mean the golden era, the quintessential golden era piece of literature, right? And then The Hobbit. It's The Hobbit. It's so, The Hobbit. You I mean, it's know. not. It's. It's not Hogwarts, but. It's okay. They and have a cooler wizard. So the last thing. No, two things. I'm going to give you two things. Your favorite meal? My favorite meal? Yep. Ooh, well, my mom makes a, a a cube steak with green beans and squash. Oh, you're Southern, bro. Like, give me that cube steak with some green beans and squash. Last thing. <laughs> last thing. Where do you want to be in five years? Hmm. Or where do you see? Where do you hope to be? I'm having you publish a dream right now. You are making me publish a dream right now. Graduated for sure, and then hopefully somewhere back in media ministry. Awesome. I don't know where that calling is yet. Maybe back here, but hopefully media ministry. Very cool. Dream. Awesome. Well, Griffin, listen, thank you for spending time with me today. I'm so honored that you've been here, and we celebrate you as you uh, go. I know we got a couple months left with you here on yeah. campus, but uh, but as you go, know that you're loved and uh, and that God has blessed us with your presence. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, y'all, listen, if you, um, if you, wanna, if you have questions about uh, volunteer excellence or ministry ownership or you want some resources, some great books that we could recommend, just shoot us an email or uh, we'll even attach some of those books in the show notes. So make sure you check those out. We love you guys. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast, where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. If you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend. For more content, follow us on Instagram and YouTube. If you have any questions you would like to ask TJ, whether it is about life, leadership, or the gospel, you can email those to TJ Malden Leadership Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you join us again on the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast.